3: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number 771. This episode is brought to you. Well, uh, what has Kyle Matt told you about the Nerdist Community Corkboard? Board? Uh,
2: I got one that might be the cutest email we've ever gotten mm. uh, up in the <laughs> in, uh, South Bay. You just
3: used her name as a superlative. I did.
2: I did. It's, uh, uh, it's a a pet adoption that's going through the Palo Alto Animal Services, and it's called the Home for the Holidays program, where all pet adoptions are $15. You can get I a new dog this. or a cat for $15 and bring it home as a Christmas present for Excellent. everybody. Well, make sure you know that you know it's a lifetime. Yeah, it's a, a so lot of get getting a, a life dog life. is a lot of responsibility, yeah. let's, let's, Katie. Let's you gotta be get
1: honest. It. It's a li- it's the lifetime of the
2: animal. That's well, true. That's true. And a lot of people they get pets and then they you gotta buy a interest. bed for your dog at your podcast studio. No. You gotta buy a bed for your dog at your other podcast studio. Katie has a lot of responsibilities it's with like that when sleeping I dog.
3: Kyle at that shelter, <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a. You didn't think I was gonna treatment. grow this big though. I like I was very
2: small and skinny. I should have flushed you when I had the chance. That's all I'm saying. But you looked in these big blue eyes and you were just like, I should definitely kill it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but I got distracted. Yeah, and Does there was some good on TV. On and, and House Hunters and isn't gonna watch itself. No, it's not. Uh, and you know, by the time House Hunters marathon was over, uh, I was then six Property foot brothers,
2: six. and then you were big, and then I was drinking out of the toilet. And you're like, no, bad, Kyle. And I was like, mm.
3: yeah. So anyway, yeah.
2: But go to sheltersfirst.org uh, for more information about it. And if you think that you've got the the good home for somebody, go get a pet. you say year. that
3: again without me coughing.
2: Uh, go to sheltersfirst.org for uh, more information on how to pick up a pet if you live in that area or and just uh, bring home a nice little animal if you're responsible enough for the holidays.
1: Hey, like, you know, you I, Lee, let's unedit that because I want everyone to be aware of how Kyle hit the exact same inflection. On I've both done this of... for a long time. On both reads. <laughs> is...
3: All right, Matt, you can
1: yeah, leave it. it. <laughs> I, it. Just, <laughs> I, Katie, it I just I coughed over it. I just bad. Don't me off when I'm saving you work. <laughs> Yeah, that's I'm true. That's true. <laughs> I'm
2: always disappointed when you sit out of the actual promotion stuff. Could you and do sit the same read silently. one more time? Uh, you go to <laughs> sheltersfirst.org, and if you're responsible enough, bring a dog home for the holidays. Wow. Is- that insincere piece of shit. He just. <laughs> it's almost as if I've watched someone who's really good at reading copy for like five years now.
3: I don't know who that would be <laughs> Kyla. <laughs> wow. wow, he hit it exactly. That's how we wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when they find out all these episodes are scripted <laughs> from top to bottom, <laughs> <laughs> these are <laughs> Nerdist podcasts turn out to be <laughs> weird art radio plays, <laughs> all written by Dave Anthony. <laughs> Actually, I think we'd get a lot more respect if it turned out they were all scripted. Hey, I'd be excited to read Dave Anthony's work. Oh words. yeah,
1: we'd be the fucking next
3: Night Vale. Oh, oh God. That'd be so good. Oh,
1: what a dream. You know, I do have to say, <laughs> I do have to oh, say, sorry. I fell asleep thinking Ner- about
3: it. Nerdist podcast. I do have to say, Nerds Podcast uh, was announced as one of the most downloaded podcasts of 2015 on Apple. So oh, that was really? very cool.
1: Well, it's hard not to be when you do three to four episodes a week for a year. Well, thanks, up, for, thanks for thanks <laughs> for
2: stripping
1: that away. Thanks we were on their that best away. of
3: list, and so was
2: you. Made it weird.
1: Yes. Okay. So. Great job, us. So suck yep. it, James Bonding. Great job. Great job, Chris Harvick host. Yeah. <laughs> next. Next sentence. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Feels good. Feels real good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. This episode is Bill Burr who is uh, Who? Bill Burr Oh, oh, Bill Burr Yeah, you know Bill Burr, one of the best uh, comedians working today, Bill Burr. Bill Burr Baggins. Not Bill Burr Baggins. He would beat you up for saying that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wouldn't get it. Go, what the hey, fuck is that, that
2: sounds vaguely <laughs> nerdy. I'm going to take that? you on. Now.
3: <laughs> I love Burr, and uh, this is his third appearance on the yeah. podcast, I believe. fourth. or fourth. He's, he's promoting F is for Family on Netflix starting December 18th, which is his animated show. Also, his podcast, Monday Morning Podcast. It's a good time. And follow at Bill Burr on Twitter. Here's Nerds Podcast number 771 with Bill Burr.
1: Katie just play that low level throughout the whole podcast (laughs) like EVP (laughs) now entering nerdist.com
3: I just performed at MIT over the weekend, and when I got to Logan Airport, I heard my friend April and I, who opens for me, the most characterized Boston accent I've ever heard at the airport was a guy where we pulled up to this one because I guess American Airlines is divided into two sections at Logan. Oh, it is? Yeah, and we pull up to one and we start to get out in the luggage, and the driver goes, Where you going? I go, Los Angeles. Nonstop! Yeah. Yeah, nonstop is over there. Like, it was the that's most. Perfect. It was
0: the most. That doesn't sound weird to me. <laughs> no, but you got a good, like, no, like nonstop. Nonstop. Because people always think, because of the joke, park the car. They right. think everything's out. Like, nonstop. And it's like, no, that's Midwest. Nonstop, dude. Do your job. <laughs> Just do your job and everything works. Do that's, your job. J-A-W-B, yeah, job. Job. It's like saw. That's like the Red Sox is S A W Xs, but they always go. They always like, oh, you'd be like, uh, they'd be like, where are you from? You'd be like, uh, Boston. They go, oh, Boston. It's like, did I say it like that? <laughs> it's B A
3: W. Boston. You did an epic run at the Wilbur. How many shows yes, did, did you do? At Has the, the, Wilbur? the show
0: started, by the way? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just jumping in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did like nineteen. Jesus Christ, nineteen consecutive nights. Nineteen. We did two a night, and one night I did one because. Um, uh, what's-her-face was there on the early show, uh, Wanda Sykes. So, uh, yeah, it was one of those deals where I was just like, why don't we just do – I'll be there for a week because I have family. I want to see them. You know, We'll try to do one a night, and then that became two a night, and then I wasn't paying attention. Then all of a sudden it was like, dude, we're up to like 19. I was like, hey, 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 I got I to do these, man. I got to do these. Yeah, it was stupid. I'll never do it again. I know, but – Three we... shows in, I was like, this is the dumbest idea.
3: <laughs> Did you do the same set for 19 shows?
0: No, I would switch it up and um, – I, I would yeah because I would have gone out of my mind so I mean I always switch up my stuff anyways but like that was th- there was a co- combination of switching it up and then also self preservation yeah where I had my opening thing that I knew that worked and and part of that joke was me pretending to hang upside down from a seat dead and i just remember <laughs> when i would do that it was almost like a yoga pose and i just would just and i always just take an extra couple of breaths and be like okay don't think about any more shows give these people their money's worth get through this one and then we'll uh, we'll call it a night but um it was it was still you know it was unbelievable that amount of people showed up and uh, that i was able to do that many shows but uh yeah i, was- I
3: mean that's got to be well over 20,000 people total when you add everything up which is a pretty crazy, yeah, it's a pretty crazy. crazy number. It's
0: crazy. But what was cool was they could all, you know, up close could see and everything like that. So The Wilbur's a great venue. Yeah, it's awesome. And I also, I worked for Bill Blumenreich from way back in the day at the Comedy Connection when, uh, almost when it first opened uh, over at Fam- uh, Faneuil Hall and it was still him and Paul Barkley. Uh, so I've known him for like 20 years or something, you know and uh you know he's a, he's you know one of the great characters i, I love that guy so it, it was it was a lot of fun
3: it is the perfect it's the perfect larger venue for comedy cuz the room is shallow and i mean it's like it's like it's not i mean the spatially it's not too deep and then there's just if it's when it's full there's a wall of people in front yeah. of you and a shout that it's i mean it's definitely one it's of like the best what, It's
0: like what is like 1200 people or about 1200 yeah, yeah yeah and they're just on top of you so it's a uh It's fun, man. And I go back there and I have all these memories. And, I, you know, at this point I left there like 20 years ago. So there's all these places that used to be and now aren't there, which is a little depressing. But uh, I think a lot of this newer stuff that they have I do like. You know, I mean, I I like, you know, this central artery that they put underground. It actually looks way better. Like going over to the north end when I was a kid was just, you know, if you're going to walk there and you had to go underneath the, the, the highway, that was always shady. And then there was, of course, you know, all the... The the even the racism within just white people like I was I look Irish looking so I was allowed to be on Hanover Street and that was it and a fight because and that was like the touristy street it's like yeah we'll take your money but if you go anywhere else then it was just like an, an issue so um that's kind of relaxed which is is also kind of nice
3: yeah I mean is it how is the comedy scene in Boston now because it I mean it really was. The a throbbing center, like so many amazing comics came yeah. out of Boston from a period of time. And I, I'm I know there's still a comedy scene there, but is it is it what you remember? From-
0: no, it isn't, it isn't. But I also don't know enough about it. I do think it's weird that there's not a comedy club, like the place that I started, Nick's Comedy Stop, is still there. But like for most of the week, I think it's like a dance club or something like that. And they like do a show on like a Friday or a Saturday, but um. There's no just like – you know, like the Comedy Works in Denver or the Punchline in San Francisco. Like Boston, of all places, should have that in Boston. I mean – but they had it with the Comedy Connection and then once they – he bought the Wilbur Theater, it just kind of became something different where you had to be a theater act to go there. So there's kind of been this – this void. I mean, there's still Giggles Comedy Club, but that's up in Saugus outside of the city. But you would think in downtown Boston that there could. There, there, not only should there be a room, there should be a legendary room that perfect low ceiling. Yeah, holding about, like a Zany's. Yeah, holding like two seventy five, three hundred. But maybe the rent is so high that you need to put in like a four five hundred seater, and who can fill that? Blah blah blah. I, I don't know. But there was a couple. Those a place Motley's that I know. I was excited for that place, and that kind of came and went. But I, oh, wait, no, no. Isn't there like Laugh Boston or something like that? Oh,
3: that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like on the pier or something. Yeah. They're probably I, screaming, listening to this all <laughs> Laugh Boston! Laugh Boston! We're there! You, know? you fucking sold us out, bird! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. And I also know that there's the, um, the room over uh, the comedy studio over in uh, Cambridge. I know that that exists. There was Dick Doherty's Comedy Vault forever where I literally put together my first five minutes and I would always when i was in town i would always pop in what was your first five minutes do you remember um yeah making fun of myself and talking about working in a dental office with my dad and uh you know and just and just a bunch of you know just filler trying to just <laughs> just hang on Remember
3: when five minutes felt like the longest uh,
0: time oh yeah i gotta fill five to set oh my god yeah can you do 10 i can do t- like first time you did 10 you couldn't believe it and uh I remember trying to do 20 minutes one night. Trying, and I was open for this guy Greg Carey, who now does a construction show, uh, and uh, I was opening for him. and He was such a great guy, and I was like, "Is it okay if I try to do 20?" He goes, "Yeah, go ahead, go ahead." And I just did every joke that I knew. And when he was got on stage, he looked at me, went 17, 17. And I was like, I was like all excited. I just couldn't make that final three minutes. It just felt, and I was excited. I remember coming home. I was still living at home telling you know, my parents and stuff. I was like, I did 17 tonight. I did 17, you know, which, of course, didn't mean the same to them because they weren't comedians. But uh, yeah.
3: Oh, is that a good thing? Yeah, it's
0: good. Yeah, I no, said to My parents were ridiculously supportive. So Oh, good. Yeah, like they
3: never questioned.
0: they were like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You always get in trouble screwing around. God knows you didn't have the <laughs> grades.
3: Do you have, diff- <laughs> Do you have difficulty doing 10 minutes now because you're used to doing longer sets?
0: Um, no, I just get uh I get uh sad that I only get to do ten because i I still love doing stand up and it's so much fun. And usually around ten, I feel like I'm getting warmed up and uh you know I have a lot of fun ideas that I'm trying to work on right now, and uh you know it's just one of those things it's, it's as fun to me it gets more fun every year it's just i I still love doing it.
3: I had so much fun Matt Moira. You no, you're actually perfectly on time. I know. Bills a little early, and I got I done know. with our meeting a little early.
1: Bullshit! Fuck the Patriots! Fuck everything
3: You don't
0: like the Patriots?
1: No, I do. That's the problem with yesterday's game.
0: Dude, come on! Are you, are you a Patriots fan? Yeah. So what was wrong with yesterday?
1: Did you not watch it? No, I watched it. What the fuck was that? What, what the fuck was that drop kick in the second quarter? I know. That was a stupid Okay, move. thank you. I will go with that. <laughs> and that totally changed the tone of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Why the fuck would you do that? Okay, Why would I, you drop
0: it? I, I, I thought that you were going to sit there and go in the direction of, like, how do you lose to the Eagle? Like, Tom Brady right now is driving a rental no. car. The Lamborghini totally is in the shop, and they gave us a Dodge Neon. And yeah. even, then, <laughs> even then, he's still competing with all of those guys. But, like, I was flipping out, screaming at the TV, when we were up 14 to nothing, yeah. and you had your foot on their neck, and yeah. then you gave them hope. Yeah. and then the, you, you 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 poked a hole in the dam. Just fucking. And then the water came out. They
1: had three. They had three offensive plays that court It's like fucking kick the ball. Let them try instead of giving them the ball at the forty.
0: Trying to be cute. Ridiculous. We got cute. You know the deal, right, Chris? We got cute. So I went to the Star Wars Force Awakens press conference <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's going to be a major. I don't get Star Wars on any level at all <laughs> what, unless what are you you're, talking unless about? you're a kid.
3: No, what are you talking about?
0: I was saying earlier, the Star Wars is essentially like watching a Muppet movie without the Muppets. <laughs> it totally is. With like BS self help mixed in there. No, use the no, force. No. And if you no. think positive
3: and you're a good guy, good things happen. I it's can a see fairy the hurt tale. in your
0: face, I'm gonna it's stop a fairy tale. I apologize. Oh my god, Chris, it's, I love you. It's a modern too day much space fairy
3: that. tale. It's a modern day space. I it is. like the second one. You liked Empire, that, okay. That's I like, true. I liked
0: Empire. Empire is uh,
3: Empire is my is, favorite.
0: That's the Godfather two of that.
1: <laughs> it's Empire is half a movie though. Well, it is, but it's still good. Star Wars is the best. I actually think
0: hope. it's hacky at this point to say you don't like Star Wars, so I'm going to not say this. It's just <laughs> more, I was more from a sports thing. Uh, I didn't see Star Wars when it first came out. Uh, we were out of the loop, and I remember like I had never heard of Star Wars, and school ended. In June, and then Star Wars came out in the summer. And I like in June, I could relate to people my age, and by September, I had no idea what anyone was talking about. R two D two, C three P O, and Darth Vader, and I was going like, "Yeah," you know, like when kids first start talking about sex, and you act like you know what they're talking about. I right. was doing that with that movie. So the first one I saw was actually Empire, and then when Empire came out, I don't remember they re-released Star Wars to get people caught up. Right. Um, sort of the first time they did stuff like that mm. to get more people on the hook. And then I also saw the third one, the one with the Ewoks. Return of the Jedi. When that one came out. And I enjoyed that one. I like sitting in the theater watching them go through the trees and everything. And I didn't get as annoyed by Ewoks as a lot of people did. But 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 then at that point you know I was
1: like you know I fifteen your, your, I was done. Your takeaway from Star Wars is I like watching them go through the trees. Yeah, zipping along <laughs> on the speeder bikes in the forest
3: moon of Endor. Yeah, yeah, they gave you first person uh, experience. It was yeah, fun. It was yeah, good. It was. So- I, I,
0: I like I liked it. But I mean, I don't need to, to to revisit it in my adult. Like the way I can still always watch like all those great like Clint Eastwood movies and Charles Bronson movies that I saw growing up. Yeah, those things are timeless. Where that thing was like. I was almost too old when I f- saw Empire. I was just too old. I was like 14 when that came out. When yeah. did it come out?
3: 82? So, uh, was it 8? Was Empire was 82? No, right. Empire was like 79, 80. No, it wasn't. Holy it 80. was 80. Yeah, wow. em- Empire was wow. 80, and wow, then was, Jedi was 82. Uh, 82, 83, 82. Uh, yeah, Star Wars was 77. So,
0: 77, and then it was like 80 or 80. Oh, you might be right. 80 or 81. Oh, so maybe I was like 12, 13 or something. So. I just, uh, they just didn't get me. <laughs> they didn't get you. No, I had a real weird childhood when it came to stuff like that. Like, I didn't see Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory until I was like 37. I just never saw it. <laughs> and did you like it when you saw it? Or were I you f- couldn't believe how sadistic it was. I loved it. It's I so fucked up. I absolutely
3: loved it's it. It's genius.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I loved that movie. Uh, but there was a number of those things. So for years, I was doing stand-up. And you remember the hacky reference was to do the Oompa Loompas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going, oh, wee And I had no idea. What an Oompa Loompa was. I remember Metallica even did it. And I had no idea. And one of their albums, they have like them just doing that as an outtake, I believe, screwing around. And I, I had no idea what the OEO thing was. And then at 37, to finally see it. And then, then you did an entire comedy album I was like, the, I was, no, I was to like this is like what Mandela must have felt like you know, in a small way when he got out to just be... I was like probably I was, exactly I was like that. Culturally yeah.
3: in a self. Yeah. Exactly like I mean <laughs> almost identically I would absolutely. imagine. Those two those two are absolutely completely similar. Yeah, so you but you were disappointed with the way that they played. I was yesterday. disappointed with the way that Belichick coached.
1: So that was a coaching th- error. Three of thought. those quarters. Yeah. You thought it was a coaching error. Very much so. Why would you do that? You're up fourteen nothing. I guess a terrible why why are you trying to why are you trying to step on their neck in the second quarter? You I Do don't... that in the fourth quarter.
0: Do you know what that reminded me of? Was what? the year we were undefeated we played the Giants and we went for it on fourth down yeah. on like their 48. Yep. Yeah. It was just it was just why did you just do that?
1: Yep. He's like he gets in his own head sometimes, I yeah. think. He you just try- it's him against the world. However, having haven't said that i mean you know he's he's having a nice run that was it was quite an almost comeback it was it was a very tense fourth quarter for me
0: you realize we are defending super bowl champions and he's won four out of six sure okay had they told you you that was going to happen 15 years even though even with the two crushing defeats to the giants you'd take it yeah of course you take it you go back to the room you put on the robe
1: all we had was what 86 and then uh, 95 96 96 green bay Patriots. Yeah, yep. I went to that game. Did you?
0: Yeah, I oh. went to that game, and I went to the Rams game, and we won. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then I just I walked away. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's it. That's it. I'm not, I'm not going to. No, you know what happened? I was going to go to the next one. I'm going to date myself. I was doing an episode of uh, Chappelle's show, so I couldn't make it. I remember at the end of the when I watched the game and we won it, as much as I wanted to be there, at the end of the day, to still have a grand in my pocket yeah. and not have to deal with going to the airport uh-huh. and all that, I was like, you know what? This is nice. I, saw, I felt what it felt like to lose one of those, and I felt what it felt like to win <laughs> on a dramatic field goal, your first one ever. It's never going to get better. You know, it's If good, I, I ever have luck. a kid someday, well, I'll take him to
3: it, but uh, I'm, I'm done. But now you're good. I'm, go- it's all, I'm good. It's all good. I don't, I don't need to go to that crap. <laughs> I had so much fun – I had that, that oddball tour last year was so much fucking fun that oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. 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 We, we it was just a small group of people like everyone that you like all running around, flying around. Were you in
0: the van that that time we were leaving and we were all we were reading the most negative tweets we got about each other? Do you remember <laughs> no, that one?
1: That should have been filmed. He doesn't laughing. go in vans. I what? He don't go in vans. I go
0: in vans. <laughs> I we, go in vans. Oh, laughing our ass off. Like I had like uh well kind of I I don't know. I I had a I had a good time and 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 like not so like you know some of uh Amy Schumer fans just thought I was an absolute caveman. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: they just they just well, laid Well these crowd sizes were like fifteen, twenty thousand 20,000 people so y- y- like And there was a
0: wide variety. A very wide variety. Like I think the difference between my angle and her angle it's just there's a there's a v I'm not saying, you know, one's better or whatever, it's just just what we do. They're just different. Way different. So yeah. that's my thing about uh, I just <laughs> last year. I was calling up my, my wife and I was reading this, going, Jesus Christ, I like, go, oh, Am I that bad? I mean this <laughs> this woman is like she was literally going and nobody is laughing. It's like I got a partial standing ovation on that <laughs> show. She's literally lying right
3: well, now. Well the thing is the thing is the thing that people love to do. On social media is that when they want their – when they want their point of view to sound more important or sometimes that they lack the strength of their own conviction, they will go – they will say things. It's kind of like when you – like a shitty friend who goes, you know, we've all been talking. It's like, who's we? Oh, yeah. You you
0: mean people you say, yeah, you yeah. mean
3: you didn't like something and you're yeah. going, everyone is say- – no, 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 and, and I And I do call people out on that when they got to go – you have like twenty two followers. You mean you. You feel this way. So just say you feel that way. You don't have to make it you don't have to say I know. everyone. And all you
0: do is make their day that you took time. I never tweet it. <laughs> I just let it go. Like they they send it out and then they gotta figure out whether I ever even read it. But I never comment back to those people that do stuff like that I don't have any t- I don't have time for an adult that takes the comedians act seriously right I, I just, just there's not enough hours in the day I'm too old I, I, I don't care <laughs> you know like you're gonna sit there and let a hundred subjects go by and it's fine and then one that comes around to you you're like, oh he meant that yeah yeah that, exactly that, that was a statement exactly those, those were joke. Let me listen <laughs> that was a joke Let me that was a joke That was your statement? Right. Statement? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's also
3: like, well, you laughed at the other stuff, so you didn't have problems laughing when it wasn't anything that Uh, had to do with you. Those people
0: all can laugh at other people, but they don't. This is the thing. You know, I also hate is there'll be like a couple, 20,000 people there. One person has a bad time and they they can like get their stuff on like the (laughs) news. You know what I mean? And they treat just some (laughs) random person with the laptop like they won a Peabody award, you know, working for some actual I don't know, newspaper. I it's want like a this, Peabody
1: this... for tweet complaining. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like you're just some person in
3: the crowd. You didn't like it. Well, well grow you know, grow up. Yeah, well the, the, the media outlets need stories and they need traffic and they you know like there's a people are playing upon yeah, outrage now and nothing it's 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 else very, going on in the world. Nothing else going on really, in the really world. not much else going on. It's clickbait.
0: Cause there are real, I'm like there's a lot of those those places. Also, even like websites that try to act like they have this journalistic integrity, like uh, Huffington Post. They always try to act like they're this big. Highbrow thing. And then you just look in their columns and it's just like, top 20 worst celebrity nose jobs. And all <laughs> yeah. this. It's just yeah, like, Dude, yeah, yeah.
1: how can you? You're on like both <laughs> sides of the fence here. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> doesn't look like this anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Click on it. No, he that grew that up. No, he he, was, shaped his, he, his he head. was 11. He shaved his know, head. That he was yeah, it. Yeah, was yeah, it. Was top top 10
0: worst owners of jet
3: skis. It's
1: just all these mullets. And then you're going to sit there and write about the middle east. It's a 14,000 way tie for the top 10 worst
3: owners of jet skis. Dogs
1: that look like presidents. I
0: don't know. Yeah, and then they got some so Commentary in the, in the middle of all that. It's just like, come on.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think there are definitely, I, you know, the world is such a crazy place at the moment, and there's a lot of misplaced outrage, but there are a lot of legitimate things to be outraged at, but comedians are not one of those things. Yeah, no, <laughs> it like, doesn't matter. It Genetically
0: really... altered salmon. <laughs>
3: that's kind of that's that's
0: on my list a little higher than ISIS you're not you're not you're upset (laughs) about I encounter salmon way more than I'm gonna run into ISIS I'm not (laughs) saying something can't happen to me but generally speaking if you're fucking with the food supply
3: well how do you know that a genetically modified salmon isn't a part of some ISIS cell that's just waiting to (laughs) to take out some bears I'm just
0: saying you got people messing with the food supply feeding it to their own countrymen that to me is treason and terrorism page one and there's nothing about well, that. regular
1: why, why don't farming. i get to, why don't i get to vote on that? on salmon?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like why does that be like send the senate today passed that you know it's like what god didn't get it right he's not making the salmon correct like i don't well, know he
3: didn't get it fast enough you know it's like they they need
0: to be faster and meatier and uh... i don't know dude i i like that freaks me out dude. When you start messing with the food supply well
1: but traditional that- organic farming can only sustain if you if everything was organically farmed and not gmo like tomatoes and bullshit it could only really sustain four billion people.
0: Okay, which is why we should have never got beyond four billion. <laughs> All right, fair point. Which is something fair that point. they should
1: be bringing up. But now you got to pick the four billion people who aren't getting food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, like this is this is the th- like literally what you're saying right now. As much as a joke around is like a decision somebody's going to have to make. No salmon for you. <laughs> No tomato for you. What kills me is corporations control politicians, and then they don't look at overpopulation as a problem. They look at it as an opportunity. Yes. I'm telling you right now, if you want to invest in real estate, go to Detroit because it's cheap as hell, and they sit on along all that fresh water. It seems nuts right now. I'm calling it right now. In 20 years, that place is going to be a gold mine because they drive everybody back to the cities. All right. I'm preaching anarchy.
3: (laughs) Uh, uh, I, I think it'd be good to buy some some real estate in Detroit. and Just kind of sit and wait, get it real cheap. I uh, like Detroit, actually. Good. I like. I'm to, already. Uh, I'm going in. I like. I like. Uh, I like Royal Oak as a nice part of the Doesn't part of the count. city doesn't count.
0: Dude, I watched on Anthony Bourdain's show. Somebody bought a skyscraper for five million bucks. I mean, now's the time to get in. <laughs> what are you going to do the with four it? four of us could, I don't know, <laughs> throw some pipes in there. No, the guy from the guy who owns the Cleveland Cavaliers bought a bunch of skyscrapers, and he's like giving people ridiculous deals to get in there. Oh, wow. And people are like, wow, you're really revitalizing the city. He goes, well, I mean, I, he basically said in a nice way, I'm not doing this for the people here. This is just a really good opportunity.
3: Right. It's
0: smart. Yeah. You yeah we could, Aren't we, I here to promote like an could, animated show, not not real estate in the Midwest? Uh, uh, no. I I
3: think it's time. I think it's time. If you if you just did
0: another questioning Bill
3: Belichick, if you did did another nineteen show run, you could buy a skyscraper and I don't know about that in in Detroit. uh, You could make a down payment. I could. I could. You can make a down payment. It's amazing
1: when you think about. We're just here to promote your seminar at the Airport Marriott, where you're going to talk about your real estate opportunities.
3: Yeah, that's where the statements happen. There you go. So you do, you do comedy on the comedy stage, and you make your statements. What I do is I
0: invest in an area, and then I just blow it up when I go on podcasts. <laughs> yeah.
3: you know, it's total
0: conflict of interest. I'm like that, that bald guy that screams about the stocks on TV. Remember that guy? Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mad money, Jim Cramer. And then uh, Jon Stewart basically handed his ass to him. Uh, yeah, but I
0: do like the fact that he got mad and he went on John's show and defended himself. He showed a lot of backbone there rather than just blowing it off like most people did.
3: Yeah, they did. Yeah, a lot of people did. But it is, you know, like John – yeah, that was, it, it is kind of strange. I, like John popped up on the news for a second. Like he was at the White House. No,
1: he on Capitol Hill.
0: Whoa. Somebody oh, he went to Capitol
1: – Trying to get a the nine uh, eleven.
3: uh The first responders. Yeah, first, first responders it. bill passed. Right. But, and it was just kind of... Which just,
0: is basically what? To take care of them? Yeah. 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 To and basically do the right thing. To do the because, thing you yeah, should, yeah, should be doing. The guys do. who went down and yeah. the risked yeah. their they, lives. You should definitely they, do Hey, maybe, maybe we should probably, you know, t- make sure they're okay.
3: It's, <laughs> it's almost like you're going to go, do I really <laughs> have to tell you about this? Do I really exactly. need to tell you about, that about this? Exactly. That should be
0: the name of the bill.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you should be ashamed of re- yourself. Do
3: I really need to tell you about yeah. this bill?
0: Yeah, what kills me? I don't think that they, what, what, there's not a, a person in this country that wouldn't be for that. But yeah, what they're going to yeah. do is they're going to attach a bunch of other shit to it. Be like, mm-hmm. If you vote for this, then babies get punched every other Wednesday. It's, <laughs> you don't like babies.
3: Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I don't like babies. But yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah, what are we talking about now? No, so. that's great. I mean, do you do you think? Uh, do you, how how has your perspective changed? As you're, starting to, you know, as you're starting to get older, do you feel like, oh, man, I'm just going to be like one of those ranting guys when I get old, just like shouting at people for being No, sad. no,
0: no. I'm actually – I'm having the time of my life because I've, I've, I've seen just enough to know that we're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at it like I am just going to enjoy – I got a great life, beautiful wife, got a dog. I got the NHL package, Santa race. I watched <laughs> the Bruins. I make it real simple. I learned how to fly a helicopter. You did? Yeah. When did you do that? Uh, you know, over the last year. You're gonna buy a helicopter? I don't. Well, you know what? It all came from was land, like just being living here freaks me out. Just the size of it and how you can't escape it. <laughs> okay. So it part of and your what they're point. allowing people to do <laughs> on a high level that is messing with the security of everybody. When you know when, when the, the stuff hits the fan, I was thinking, how do you get out of here? You can't get in a car. I mean, you can't even get out of this place, even when it's all working. It right. takes you forever. <laughs> so a helicopter just seemed, to, you know, up and out. So I don't know where I'm going, <laughs> but I'm out. gonna I'm going to
3: hover and watch the uh, the chaos. ensue. so, you just you just have a you have a helicopter escape plan. You're going to have a helicopter no, in the don't. garage. I don't.
0: I mean, this is a funny thing too. Is like you think that like when when the zombie apocalypse comes, when the zombies come, like. My buddy Joe Bartner was asking, so can you just run out the thing, start it up, and go? It's like, no, nah, dude, it's a whole process. I mean, it takes like you got to warm the belts up and all that. You can't just turn the thing on and go full power and then take <laughs> off. You know, you're gonna uh, you're gonna run into a lot of problems. So you got to go through all your checklists. You're gonna have to have a bunch of people shooting zombies for a good, you know. You know, if you do depending. it right, you go to do a good half hour pre flight. And then uh, to warm it up, you know, you
1: got all of that stuff. You <laughs> should <So laughs> just constantly be in pre flight mode. That's the real thing. Yeah, you got to have somebody there. just constantly warm up. Anything
3: on the news, like it's like some bath salts thing. Like, I don't know. I got You got to go warm up the helicopter. Just
0: warm it up. Just have it going. Just. Keep... I, I will tell you, no, it was just something that I, I've always wanted to do. And I, I finally just had the time and the money to do it. And I just figured, well, it's now or never. Let me give it a shot. And uh, every time I kept thinking, this is crazy. What am I doing? What am I doing? I would hit a new level of accomplishment in it and an enjoyment and like I did horrible in school and I really felt like I knew I could fly the thing okay I mean I could drive a car I can't like you know build one you know right. what I mean so the ground school thing was very intimidating to me the weather the um aerodynamics the physics and all that I had a horrible background in that and um so that was the part that I was worried about that there was going to be tests and I was going to fail them and all of that and uh so i would say more so than even becoming a comedian it was a you know cuz i was always joking around being a jackass to actually have gotten through that and i actually tested uh, me and my wife were going to go on vacation and the day before i i had my check ride to get my license and uh i was already giving myself like a pregame like a post game speech of like if you blow this do not ruin the first
3: 3 days of your <laughs> wife's vacation oh that's very insightful by the way oh, yeah. that that is that is a man who that knows is, what an asshole he is. That yes, is, but that's wisdom. <laughs> that's wisdom to understand. Yes, I, com- I I know exactly what. And you you nailed the three days part. Like when you're, yeah. it takes like three days when you go on a vacation to shake off whatever shit. And you should not.
0: No, and then there would also be the pressure that I have to continue studying to not forget what I. The, the amount that I knew that made me fail, forget about <laughs> forgetting it for a while. So fortunately, I went there and. Uh, I was able to pass, and, and um, I remember how I relaxed myself when I was doing the check ride. You sit down, and the guy like you know grills you for an hour, asks you all these questions, and if you pass that, then you get to go fly. So I passed that. I'm like, all right, you already did the written. I pass this. I'm three quarters of the way there. You know, remember three o'clock high, Mitchell? Mm-hmm. So Don't good. Look this up. One of my favorite right? movies. So, and nobody even talks about it. Such a great movie. So uh, I end up getting into it. Now, what I was able to, re- I just was going. I'm going to fly slow, controlled, like relaxed. And just show that I have control of this of this thing and uh and then I just said, no matter what happens, dude, you're t- doing a check ride to get a license to fly a helicopter. How cool is this? yeah, so I just got myself into that mode, and I was able to actually as much as you can because it's very pressure uh is uh I was able to enjoy it, and i I passed it i, I couldn 't believe it dude I, I'm telling you man I, I was flying no pun intended for like six, seven days. We were like on the vacation. I was like, I can't, I can't believe I did that. I <laughs> it, so. Should we go
3: to the helicopter now? I'll, I'll show you. I can show you. I can fly a helicopter. Huh? Did you fly around the city? Or what do you do? Do you just go yeah, up? Yeah, I down?
0: do. Well, this is the thing. Well, once you get a, a license, it's just really a license to learn. So it's still like, then it was just like, okay, so now I can just go up by myself. And it's, it's terrifying, dude. It's like exhilarating. And you only get like a pit in your stomach. Like, I'm taking my life in my hands. So what I did was I took the advanced auto rotation class. Um, in August and September and that's basically uh, where they simulate engine failure and like most people I thought that if you know if the engine failed you just fall out of the sky because you don't have wings right but what it is you use the, the the your forward speed and the weight of the ship falling the air is now going up through the main rotor and that's what keeps it turning so um, you know I just had this guy like the best guy over there just take me through the paces for like five six weeks and all of that type of stuff and um and then i, I felt more comfortable but even then but everything else in my life kind of gets in the way so this past week you know the first day i flew with an instructor you know shake the rust off and then the last two days i flew by myself and i just I, you know what i do I, i'm a sports fan so i fly over stadiums i fly over dodger
1: stadium. Uh, i fly
0: over the rose bowl um and it's just such a great way to see la do you have to it, like register
1: it, your flight path or can you just sort of go like oh, i'm gonna go up
0: um. Yeah, you're kind of supposed to, but if you're just doing like a little, I'm just doing a short thing. I mean, you definitely. Uh, I do like the weight. I might get myself in trouble. here. I do like the whole weight and balance thing first, and I submit that and all that. And um, yeah, I guess you know, I think you know what I that's one, of, that's, can, that's that's one of the things from out. ground school that I, I can't. Quite, there's so much to remember. I can't remember if I. I I know if you do submit a flight plan when you land, you have to call and let them know that you got there Uh within a certain period of time, or else they will send people out to look for you, and you will have to pay for that. I do know that.
3: That's one one of the many things. What is it? uh, Do do they address a city being uh, increasingly more littered with drone activity, like with people in their like flying? Oh yeah, I could show
0: you a picture of a guy that took one right through the windshield, and they're thinking it was a. They don't know if it was a bird, but there was no blood or feathers, so they're actually taking the pieces of the helicopter windshield and sent it to the Smithsonian, of all places. That they have like these bird experts there to try to see, you know, like they're going to do the first forty-eight for like birds <laughs> on that thing in it or whatever. But no, those things are incredibly dangerous because, uh, yeah, it's just like a flying rock. You're just sending it up there, and all airspace is is classified, and there's rules within each one. It's something I really don't even like talking about because, uh, you know, I'll talk about it after here, but just the potential for some of that stuff is, is, is uh, that's another one of those nauseating feelings. So
3: Yeah, I don't feel good about it either. I don't yeah. feel good about it at all.
0: No, the fact that any person who has 100, 200 bucks can just get one <laughs> and then how high up they can fly. Yeah. Because if you notice, even like Amazon that wants to start delivering stuff by drones, which I think is horrendous, um, they're going to fly at 400 feet, which is... You know, you know. Usually, you know, uh, the lowest you're going to fly is usually about five hundred feet if you're, you're, you're if you're coming in or whatever. They're, they're going to fly at an altitude where you're not going to run into a lot of. Pe- I guess cops kind of fly at that level, three fifty and that type of thing. But like that level, but these kids who just get them and you send them up a thousand, two thousand feet. Uh. And that, yeah, and it's just sitting there and you can't see that thing. <laughs> oh, There's no lights. And then also how how daring you're going to be in it because your life isn't in your hands. And also, for the most part, for what I know, they're just looking down. They're not looking around to be like, oh, here comes a plane or a helicopter, right? right? I don't know much about them other than that they're, they're ter-
3: <laughs> terrible. I kind of feel like they shouldn't be allowed. They should not be. <laughs> kind of feel like not everyone They should,
0: should just... not be when you see what people are starting to do with them. People in Mex- uh, Mexico, they put drugs on them and they fly them right up and over the border. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. But uh, I got a funny one for you that they told me at ground school. This guy... Uh, so basically when, when the president's in town, right, you know, you can't get within 30 miles of the guy, okay? And if you do, you you know, you're going to get written up and all this type of horrible stuff is going to happen. But I forget what the number is. You get within a certain – like once you go in and they're calling you and once you're not reacting, once you get to a certain vicinity of the president, like literally two, you know, goose and maverick go on, <laughs> and they intercept you. So some jerk off, you know. Didn't do his pre-flight or whatever, and didn't find out where the uh, temporary no-fly zones were or whatever. So he's flying up from the south, you know, San Diego area, and he's just flying and he's flying, and he's flying, and he goes in within the thirty-mile radius or whatever, and they're contacting him, contacting him, and he's not saying anything, and he's like like flying basically almost like right at where the president is. <laughs> Shit. And they sent up a couple of jets, they intercepted him, they however you force somebody to land, they had him land at wherever Santa Monica or something like that. And they went up to his plane and the guy gets out and he had a plane full of drugs. That he was flying up from Mexico. Oh shit! So obviously he's not making radio calls or anything, and just like, what are the odds? The pre- that The I mean, president. At that point, he must town? be like,
3: "Yeah, you got me." I mean, this was des- this was destined to happen.
0: Oh yeah, and once they, I, I imagine once they got the guy under control and everything like that, like there's no way those the, the
1: cops or whatever weren't laughing. How could their you ass not laugh at just that? Going like this poor <laughs> bastard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all the... Uh... That guy was like, shit, they're taking the war on drugs real serious now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple yeah. F-16s. Well, yeah, that's the thing. If you know that you if you you know that you have illegal cargo, yeah. and then all of a sudden you see the F-16s, you <laughs> are like, oh,
0: fuck. Oh, I know. I know. What what are you, you going to do? You can't outrun You're not them. an yeah. airwolf. <laughs> it's not like you can just... Yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's... uh, Yeah, there's all those kinds of funny stories.
3: I had a... Uh, my... my uh, ex-girlfriend from in my 20s, uh, this, this girl named Jacinda, who's Australian and awesome, she just wanted to get her pilot's license, so she fucking got her pilot's license and had to, you know, like one day just fly by herself over to Catalina. I mean, it was, you know yeah she was like a 24 year old my, my girlfriend at the time, just oh happened to have her pilot's license, could fly, but I was oh, she,
0: and she did it. She did yeah oh I got to tell you, dude, like that is the scariest I, I am terrified of the ocean. Like I will oh, not, I will not it? go in the ocean. You won't I, I, you'll I, fly, will to go in it, or you fly? Will you fly over? I won't go in it. I'm not flying over. It. That's what I, I like. Like me, once I fly over the ocean, my biggest thing is not being afraid of crashing and dying. My big fear then is putting it in the ocean and still being alive. Mm. Like the ocean scares. The hell out of me. Like the fact that everything, you know, you have your head above the water and everything that can kill you is beneath it and you can't see it. I mean, would you ever walk into the jungle with a bag over your head? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's basically what you're doing when you go into the ocean, You're just like like a little flake of fish food. Exactly. That's all you are. And, dude, you can't, when you fly over the ocean, you cannot believe what you see out there. You can't believe what you see. You just—I mean—I don't know anything about it. I just look at it and I go, yeah, "What? What? What is that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then you look up, like a hundred, four hundred yards away, is some guy sitting on a surfboard. It's just like <laughs> there's something over here. If it wanted to, could swallow you whole and use your board as a, as a toothpick. Yeah. yeah. Everything is the, the the ocean is, and it's like fished out now. That's why I think there's more shark attacks. It's, it's like that the, the options are getting. Like lower and lower and lower. Now it's just becoming any port in a storm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. It's like eating at Arby's, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> you're gonna do it, right? All right. It's nothing, three nothing roast is open for eight dollars. Fine. Yeah, there's there's, uh, there's more sharks in the Are world. Are you
0: taking shorthand throughout all of this? Is that what you're doing? That's amazing.
3: He does. Kyle takes show notes. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, I, the ocean used to scare the shit out of me, and I remember specifically about having nightmares, like being on a being trapped on a bridge that where both sides were. Removed, and I was just in the middle of a bridge over the ocean and oh. terrified because I, I couldn't.
0: One of the scariest movies I ever saw was Open Water. and mm. Oh, yes. And a lot of people didn't like it because they didn't get to see like the Jaws type stuff. It was just like that thought of being out there. And they had scuba gear and wetsuits and all of that where I guess, I mean, I, I, you know what, I, I swear to God, I would like to think that I'd have the brains to do this. Like If that boat took off, I would immediately take off the scuba gear and just pray for hypothermia.
3: Oh, just I, let I it don't want
0: to sit there and wait till something takes a bite out of me to see if I'm edible, oh, and then come back around again. That I mean, movie
3: was so amazing because it's there's that it they did such an amazing job of making you feel like, well, we'll probably be okay, and then just the slow realization of we're not going to be okay, no one's coming back, we're probably going to die, no, out and we've it. drifted, yeah,
0: and we've drifted, and it's just I, why
3: did you even watch that if you had a phobia of the ocean? Uh
0: I don't remember. I just <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like when I think about it, I but I mean it just reinforce why I I don't I don't mess with. It. The only place I've ever been tempted recently was I did a gig in Australia and their their beaches are so beautiful there. Fortunately, it was too cold and they have all kinds of sharks and stuff like like Australia's no joke. I mean, it's just like they had like the top 10 poisonous snakes oh, in the everything world. In a, they everything got like nine of you. Them. Everything everything yeah. in
3: Australia is completely They're deadly. They like the
0: SEC but with like snakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, <that> sounds- <laughs> The SEC is like, like for, they just have dominated college oh, gotcha, football gotcha. for years. Like the t- I thought you said the
1: SEC as like the Securities Exchange Commission. No, no, no. <laughs> what are you doing, Bill? <laughs>
0: did I say it right? It's the the SEC, yes. The S-
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you said SE. I think I did. All right, quit. Isn't it Southeastern Conference? Oh, but I'm thinking of the Securities. But isn't the SEC?
0: I don't know, dude. I'm a moron, and you guys are into the nerd stuff. But wait, you know sports. He knows all the – oh,
1: all right. Your wow, we did it together. Oh, Matt, Matt knows all players. about the sports. I'm
0: surprised that they haven't had some sort of lawsuit or anything.
1: <laughs> like when the WWF? like
0: no, wait, we were the first. Yeah, that kills me. <laughs> the World we Wildlife World... Federation. I hate the WWE. It's so the WWF, World Wide Federation of Wrestling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then, like, they had to, like, there was a whole period of time where they had to, like, you'd watch, like, a footage of WrestleMania 3 and they had to blur out wherever it said WWF. Like, it was insane.
0: Why? No, who, who initially had...
1: The World Wildlife Federation sued the World Wrestling Federation
0: for having the nerve to have a, a, a WWF. Name
1: of a- also, uh, and the World Wildlife Federation won the lawsuit, which then forced the WWF to change their name to WWE and then completely uh, disavow any knowledge of them ever being called the WWF.
0: I would have killed to have been there when Vince McMahon hung up the phone after losing that one
1: just to watch. That was probably his greatest performance. You know, he
3: probably said, you know, guys, we gave, it a, we gave it a good try and no harm, no foul. Oh, that would kill
0: me. No, he's not like that because I remember seeing him on Real Sports. You ever see that when he, oh, he yes. snatched at that guy's paper? No. When the guy was trying to talk about the lifelong effects of these wrestlers. It was, it was a period when just like a bunch of wrestlers were dying. Or at least they were shining a light on how many were were dying in there. You know, it was almost like the NFL with like after, after players play like the the health issues that they have, and uh, this guy just wouldn't lay off of it, and then finally. I can't do it justice. You almost got to look it up. Like Vince almost turns into like a bully in a schoolyard just going, oh, oh, oh." just doing like that. Like, oh, you sad for them? And he just like snatched at his paper just like, dude, like that guy is like. You can just see the rage. rage rage Oh, my God. It's like, dude, this guy has a body in his backyard, man. It was like that level. Like this guy could kill somebody with his bare hands, too. (laughs) Not the, not the yeah. pussy way, using a gun or something. Yeah. <laughs>
3: guy, like tear someone yeah, in half like a phone book.
0: No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's one guy I would never want to be on the on the bad side of. Just from watching that, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> when- you combine that temper with millions of dollars, and you got yourself a combustible
3: situation. <laughs> and no one to tell you no. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you never like to hear that Except word. Except
1: the World Wildlife oh, Federation. Oh, yeah. Except for the
3: World Wildlife Federation. A fund. Fun. Oh yeah, World imagine, fun. imagine fun. going
0: through the gates of his mansion when they close behind you. You're like, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew,
3: I'm in a different country here.
0: Yeah. I thought this nation. was Connecticut, but <laughs> yeah, I hope he's
3: in a good mood. <laughs> Got his own set of rules. Yeah. Uh, how, where do when people come to your shows? Where are they? What is what is drawing your crowds the most? Is the Netflix specials? Is it the podcast? Is it what? what I would is, say
0: the stand up. I mean, stand up is going to draw stand up fans. I find that, and I have just noticed that through like. Uh, watching comics who were sort of known and then become tv stars. Mm-hmm. Um people just see them as a tv star, you know what I mean? And then they almost have to be like, no, 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 wait, I I did stand up before I did this and blah blah and they have to almost reestablish it. So, I think for most comedians, I shouldn't speak for other people, but I think generally speaking, if you go out and you put out specials that connect with people, that will sell stand-up specials more so than like, you know, uh whatever you're in the new star wars movie okay if you love star wars oh like God, why so why do i want to see you do stand up no that like, is that i want is, to see you in the next
3: star wars that thing that is true even even people that is true and i think most people don't realize it but even if you even if you're an actor on a sitcom and you're a comedian it right. doesn't necessi- unless you're a, unless you unless you know you're like ray romano oh he was a stand up before but i mean like a known stand up before but yeah you're right it doesn't It it, the the, just a comedy. You have to be known
0: at a certain level to main, and you have to keep while you're doing the show, keep going out on the road to maintain them, because you know they'll they'll they will move on to somebody else. But uh, hey, getting back to the Star Wars thing, you don't have enough pull just to play a (laughs) stormtrooper.
3: Wouldn't you just want to do that? Of course I would. Yeah, abs. Of course I would. But I didn't. I didn't. uh, I didn't have enough pull to do that. But it's also. It's also difficult for me to do anything although for that I would have made an exception but you know at midnight's 40 weeks a year and we don't we get non-consecutive weeks off and so I can't You
0: can't go into your bosses over there and say guys I'm going to play a stormtrooper.
3: If that happened I would have but that was not an offer that was on the table to play a to play a stormtrooper. But I would have uh, I would have done it.
0: If you ever do a show about a show, that's a great episode for you. <laughs> you can't if you do your Larry Sanders like right. show about a show. Right. One episode, you get an opportunity to play a stormtrooper, and, and the network's not going to
3: give you the week off. And I have to, I, and then I come. I have to concoct as many hairbrain schemes as possible to and, get out. And that one week. of
0: the guests is actually a famous actress that you have a crush on. So you have to see you go see I'm adding layers this is what writers episode. do that's they add beat, layers
3: man. this is great well, first of all, I'm very happy to do my own Larry Sanders show, which is uh <laughs> which something's definitely gonna happen. would you want to do a sitcom by the way
0: Wait and then in the end you you don't get to do Star Wars you choose to honor your contract to host it, and then you find out the actress that you're in love with is banging the guy that originally played Chewbacca, <laughs> Peter Mayhew, and that's that's how it ends.
3: That's Peter Mayhew. Can you his hip with Stan? yeah.
0: There you go. And then you're the everyman, you know, because you didn't get the girl.
3: Right? No, but then I would be. But then, but you're still you know, facing the carrot. But that wouldn't bother me. <laughs> you lost. That wouldn't bother me in the end. I'd be like, oh, I get it. You know, I get why. It would have to be she banged like a guy in the Entourage cast and I'd be like, God damn it! Oh, there you go. That's better. Yeah, because
0: yeah. you're actually such a Star Wars fan. You'd be like, what was it like?
3: <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I knew he'd be good. Was he an animal? <laughs> 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 yeah. I get that. That's exactly right. All right. Would you want Fair to do enough. a sitcom? Do you think you'd want to do a sitcom? Uh, No. That's not something...
0: I, I like doing what I'm doing. I like doing stand-up. I this. I... I doing this animated show. for family. Or a cartoon, as I have... I, I can't get into this. It's a cartoon. And um, I, I just... Yeah, I like having... Look, if it was... Uh, obviously, if it was at a Seinfeld level of funny, a Ray Romano was hilarious. I, I guess I can never say no. I mean, that is a great schedule. That's mm. sort of the perfect gig for... Any actor, because like the the shooting schedule is so awesome, and then you're always like two weeks on, one week off, or three on, one off, and then during that off week, as a comic, you can go out and just go fly to Vegas and do a show, make some money.
3: Yeah, to like, hey, got a twinkle the, in his eye. I'm about the guy this, from man. the
0: show, and then you fly back.
1: Oh, it's it's, it's beautiful. You can take I mean, you're your a helicopter now, back and forth.
3: But weirdly, Here I don't you think go. that would be. <laughs> but weirdly, I don't think that would be as satisfying to you because it it wouldn't it would take you off the road for sure
0: yeah it would and i have most of my goals are uh are involved stand up being a stand up and trying to get better at it and always working on you know like you'd work on weaknesses in your game if you played sports you you got to do that as a comedian and um some of the things that i finally learned how to do after 23 years have been making like ideas i have for jokes so much more fun you know, just learning how to act stuff out a little bit more and maybe take it to a weird place or a dark place or a silly place. Just kind of having that option. Um, it's made it like, you know, and then every night, you know, it comes out a little bit different. It's just awesome. You know, and it happens in real time. Yeah. Go do an hour. You know, it takes an hour. See you. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> then I get to sit down and go have a beer. I mean, it's just it's the greatest. It's the greatest job. uh, in entertainment, as far as I'm concerned, that you you could possibly have, uh...
3: and if you do it the right way, you could do it forever. You could do it yeah. as long as you. And, yeah, and, and if you're no smart one... with
0: your money, you invest in Detroit, like I keep trying to tell you guys. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, like you can you can have you can have a great life. And I just look at acting, all of that stuff. I look at it as gravy. I I, I always say I act when they let me, because you know you got to audition. You're I great got... on Breaking Bad, by the way, uh, dude. Anybody would have been great on that show. The the writing was so amazing. And the way they shot it, the music, and then those actors that were the regulars that you're going to get to go in with. Like, dude, I was such, like, you want to talk about, like, that was my getting to play a stormtrooper, was, was getting to do Breaking Bad, where I was one of the people that, like, I watched the pilot the night it aired. There was something about the billboard when I saw it, when he was, you know, that iconic photo now. Yeah. He had the green shirt with one shirt tail tucked into his white. He's in front of the Winnebago. And I wasn't familiar with the term Breaking Bad. Um, and I just finished watching The Wire binge watched that and I needed a new show and I was like you know I mean, let's give that a chance and we just watched it and immediately I was you know, I was just like yeah hey, let's watch it the next week but you know by two three episodes I was calling my agent I think that's how I got in because I was part of the first wave of people going dude if you're watching this show I got, you gotta get me in and I was uh, William Morris Endeavor at the time and Philip Grenz uh, a great guy got me to read some sides We're like, all right, well let's see if he can act. And I think I read some of Badger's stuff (laughs) that they had already shot. And um this was like by like the second season, like um I I think I read something. They put me on tape, like, all right yeah, you can act. We'll see if something comes along, yada yada yada. And then by the fourth season, um right as it was starting to blow up because it got on Netflix a lot of people don't know from what I've heard after the third season like AMC was on the fence going like it's costing a lot of money it's not getting the ratings I know it's a critical darling and then when they got it on Netflix and everyone could binge watch it it went through the exploded. roof exploded yeah, yeah it saved it so I got on right before I think that that was happening and um, yeah it was unreal like dude like every time I went there like I, I always did nerdy shit like I remember um, I had a scene like a real quick scene with uh, Lavelle Crawford and Bob Odenkirk in Saul's office. I remember. And I remember just going like, oh, my God, I'm going to get to sit in this <laughs> office and the Sapes over there and the Constitution. <laughs> and um, and it was also cool, the top of the scene, because the top of the scene was just like was literally three, two or three lines. And then Mr. White comes in, which is also awesome. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to stand next to Mr. White. But what was cool was in that little moment, there was, those were all three stand-up comics Holding down the best
3: drama on TV at the time, yeah.
0: Like Vince loves for for granted eight seconds, but it was still cool as hell.
3: No, but he, but you know, he. I think it's so great to put good comedy people in drama. I I just think there's something about people who have a comedy gene. It just adds a layer of depth and complexity to a character. And I, you know,
0: that guy is like that guy is like beyond. Beyond a genius. Like the like, like oh, I owe my whole acting career to that guy. Because up and, until then I was just the goofy redheaded buddy, like you know what I mean? And, well he and,
3: won't you know what's funny about Vince is he doesn't he won't really take credit for anything and you go, Hey, that was really cool in that one shot where you open the microwave door and you could see the reflection, it was like, Yeah, that was a total accident. We never meant to do that, but yeah, yeah. That's uh, a you good know, Vince. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: but Do you know here's something you'll like this with your uh, your science background? They actually used to the amount of stuff that they worked out on that show, he, they told me how, like, you know, you know people are always going to tweet. Him, oh, I man, actually, that wouldn't have happened that way,
3: but blah, 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 They blah. made it
0: ironclad. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, even when we laid on the money, they figured out how much money Mr. White would have had, the basic denominations and how big that oh, would have been. Oh, when when you guys lay on the vault? Yep. Yeah. Also, when the train robbery, they figured out how long it would take. All, the whole thing of, like, whatever those two liquid, the liquid that they needed, and then they refilled it back up with water, I believe. Like, how much, you know, I don't know, how much water you would need. Because I would be like, well, you know, it's 100 gallons, so 100 each, right? And it's like, well, no, these things with the heat against that surface, what that would expand to, and then with the water coming in, and they, they figured it all out, so if anybody tried to mess with them, they'd be like, no, actually you could and here's why. That was right. Oh and my shut God. Down. That
3: was right when the, that's when Jesse Plemons character really start because the kid shows up on the bike and oh, oh my yeah. God. Are you
0: watching him on Fargo? No,
3: I haven't, I haven't uh. I'm not caught up on Fargo. this day. He's amazing though. He
0: really is. He really is and uh, is like, he's going to be one of the greats of all time. Like that, He's like that level of a guy, but, oh, uh, okay, I almost forgot getting back to the nerdy stuff that I did on, uh, Breaking Bad. So after we did that scene, um, you know, I got first of all I got to stand there and watch Mr. White and Better Call Saul, you know, <laughs> doing a scene. <laughs> and then also I got to watch, you know, uh uh Bob Odenkirk and Brian Cranston, the actors work the scene out. Dude, it was just like master class, and I was just sitting there like trying not to be in the way, jaw on the ground, watching them. Working it out, talking to the director it was i 'm still getting excited right now, just thinking about it, and then um, I actually went over like a couple sets over from that was the super lab that they had <laughs> underneath the dry cleaner yeah, and I remember talking to one of the women who was over there i like, would it be cool if I just went in <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> and they were like yeah we 're shooting that next if you want to uh, if you want to hang and watch, so I forget what episode and I forget what scene, but on one of those, you know Mr. White and jesse 's character have an argument or something like that. And, Mr. You know, and it's one of those times where Mr. White was like putting Jesse in his place and then he walked out. I was right on the other side of the camera. Oh, that's awesome. And I, and I remember ruining that scene for my wife because I kept going, I'm standing right there. I'm standing <laughs> right there. I'm right there. And she's going, will you shut up? I get it. You were there. I know. I understand. I drove you to the airport. I know you worked on the show. Stop ruining it for me. So I had to be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs>
3: oh, that's really cool. I mean, that show never wavered for 5 seasons like it just it was consistent they just they for just five kept seasons.
0: ramping it up more you know what i've been watching lately that uh, reminds me of the same thing where every time you think the tension can't get any more i watched uh do you guys watch
3: bloodline oh i haven't watched you yeah. know that's crazy bloodline. my australian ex-girlfriend jacinda is on that show she's one of the characters on that show deb who does she play on, the, on bloodline do you know She plays the wife of one of the brothers. Oh,
0: oh, 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 yeah. Uh oh, it's either well, it's either the Kevin character which is yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Norbert uh Leo Butts. So she's the one that has the pilot's license. Norbert, I d- I did a failed pilot with him a long time ago. Norbert, which I just learned, he won. Wa- he's he's one of nine actors that have ever won a Tony award two times for one of the main characters. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Yeah. So there's another reason to watch people the love, show.
3: love Yeah, people people love Bloodline. Uh, but I haven't seen it yet. I got caught up on Mr. Robot this year, which was I fucking heard that's fantastic.
1: Great. I got to see that.
3: Mr. Robot has shades of um, Breaking Bad in it. Oh, it does. Where it's just well, I need a
0: new show because I just Mr. Finished Robot. Bloodline. Watch it.
3: You got a season of Mr. Robot. It's like you know, ten or thirteen episodes or something. Beautiful.
0: And I, I want Peaky Blinders. Anybody?
3: Oh yeah, I. Yeah, that's in the queue. Peaky Blinders
0: is in the you queue. You gotta have the English subtitles. Or you'll spend – it'll take you an hour and 20 minutes to watch an, a 50-minute show going, what did he just say? What did he say? Do you know like when people – when there's a song that comes out and you cannot like a BG song and people write what it sounds like he's yes. saying rather than they really does? Like that happens because you'll start thinking that they said something that they didn't say. I mean it's such a, it's such a great show.
3: Yeah, Peaky Blinders is definitely, yeah. that's definitely on the queue as well. Don't know nothing about no robbery. <laughs> 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 Mr. Shelby.
0: You gotta... Sorry, so anybody who watches this show maybe understands those references
3: Yeah, so Mr. Robot's your next thing I'm going to start watching Bloodline But then people should also watch F is for Family F is on, for Family On Netflix
0: it comes out December 18th, the same day your Star Wars comes out
3: Oh. So there you go, there's a little thing Now, if you don't want to
0: deal with the, the uh, Black Friday crowds that you're going to encounter <laughs> You could stay home in your pajamas Mm-hmm. and binge watch uh, the animated what a cartoon that we got. Uh, it takes place in the early 70s. It's based on my childhood, uh, just through years of telling uh, childhood stories on stage that killed, for the first 15 years I was a comedian. Then the last eight years, as I got into my 40s, late 30s, 40s, I started to feel like the older guy, and this whole new generation of kids came up they wore helmets when they rode bicycles. They had playdates and everything. So the laugh started to become more self-conscious in a couple of, oh like that, right? even though they could still relate to it. So I was getting a little frustrated with that. and uh, So I kind of stopped telling the stories, and then I was just walking my dog one day going, what if I just animated those stories? Rather than telling them, what if I – and I was just going to do little five-minute vignettes on my website. That was the game plan. But, of course, I'm a comedian, and I just procrastinated, and I never did it. And then uh, a couple of years went by and uh I ended up having a meeting at Wild West, Vince Vaughn's company, and I just half assed through it out there and they were looking to do it, and next thing you know they brought on Mike Price from The Simpsons. And uh now we got six episodes.
3: See, you could be in line for Star Wars and just watch that on your phone on Netflix. Well
0: you could at least watch an episode, yeah.
3: You could no people be in line for a couple hours, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I got it to, what's great about it is, is it's on
0: Netflix and Netflix has been amazing. They were the one that said "serialize it," which I was just like, "No, nah, I'm going to do it like The Simpsons." I thought it was I thought that was a dumb idea, and within 6 hours of trying to make them all connect, it took the writing to such a whole new level. I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Netflix was 100% right." And the network notes that I got from Netflix that we got, I should say, was "push it further." So it was like the dream that, you know, after all these years of being like, you know, people saying they wanted an edgy show. And then when they you, never you, mean it. Yeah. And then you get it like, well, what are we saying to children here? I'm right. worried about this. I'm worried about that. They were the exact opposite. And um, it's been a dream to be over there. And uh, it's, uh, it's great, dude. Like, we can say whatever we want to say, which was really like a thing we had to watch. Like, okay, we can curse on this show. Let's not abuse this. Right. Let's make sure if we're gonna use the F word, that's gonna still have the power, um, you know, that we want it to have or whatever. So uh, it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
3: That's great. Congratulations. Well, I think that's you. fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping people will like it.
3: One of these days, I'm gonna. I, I know you don't want to do it, but I gotta convince you to come on at midnight one time. What is be, that? That's the game show that I host for Comedy Central. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come on one time. <laughs> I don't want to go on a game show. It's not a real game show. What, what, what is it? Watch an episode. It's 20, it'll take you 20 minutes. It's just fucking around. It's like a British panel show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't
0: do that because what ends up happening is you end up tr- you end up trashing somebody you want to work with. No, you don't. I, I did that when I was on – I did that one of those I love the 80s strikes back. And I remember they just keep throwing you stuff and you got to make it funny and they weren't even paying you any money. No, 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 right? no, no, no. And I remember in the end of it, I remember like the last thing I did was I made fun of Janet Jackson. I was like, where the hell do I get off making fun of this person? There's none of just that. Like-
3: There's none of that. So what is this? It, it's, it's not. It's a very supportive environment. It's just fucking around. That's all it is. It's I, just he, fucking around. Can he around. be any more vague? It's very vague. Yeah, I don't but know. But that's all it is. It's about like, the internet. It's fucking around about the internet. It's making fun of the internet. Oh, I like I,
0: I. am on so little of the internet to even talk about it. You know why I'm on the internet? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube and whatever porno site I'm into <laughs> at that point. Those are the four places I go to. I go to Daily Face Off if I want to watch a hockey game because they have all the lines, you know, written out. Yeah. And other than that, I mean, I barely go to NFL.com or I don't even, you know, I don't even go to the Bruins website. I just... I am like... I'm like a small-town person still wearing my high school football jacket. Like, <laughs> like my
3: mentality on Blast the internet. Blast and Glory Days by oh, yeah. Bruce exactly. Springsteen. Exactly. Yep.
1: Do you have the package so you can Listen, watch at, uh, at home?
0: Yes, I, love I it. do. But it messes with when I go to... Like I said, I had a season record for the Bruins game, but I think I did it on and so they keep oh, skipping yeah, games, yeah, and yeah. it's frustrating the hell out of me because I'm, I'm bad with technology.
3: Well, I, we're sort of wrapping this up now, but I, I sincerely – you are one of my favorite comics of all oh, time. Okay. And the reason that I love watching you is because I, you, you will challenge the audience in a way where even if, even if most people are not on board with the premise – you still, that happens a lot. You still but <laughs> but then but then you kind of force them with jokes with just this like rapid fire of jokes. It's almost like watching you do stand up is almost like watching a lo- like a lawyer with jokes where you prove to them why what you're saying is valid and and funny and I see people Some people just call that yelling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a whole, But I like the way you're fr- you're But it's a whole different well. style because it's 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 a style of comedy that I can't do And and so I'm I love watching it because it really, you know, it like to get the audience on board with stuff through comedy that they wouldn't necessarily be on board with. If you just said it, like when you introduce the premise up top. Well, that's the fun of it. After
0: a while, once you know how to write a joke, you know how to make them laugh. Then it becomes boring. So then it becomes how deep a hole can I dig? Or also it was also a way like back in the day when I would do Hell Rooms, it was a way to shut people up. If they were talking, if you just said you just float it out there and then they start, oh well, where's this going? Or well, like he just said that? And yeah. then and then you bring it around to like what the thing that you probably should have started with.
3: Well you just go in hmm. reverse. Because watching so many watching so many comics try to relate to the audience just to try to it's sort of the difference between you know come someone coming out and going, "Hey, you can like me, please like me, please like me and I then... did that I did that for eight years, <laughs> sweating profusely, and, and then what going changed? too fast what changed
0: um I got comfortable. I just kept working on getting more and more comfortable and uh then also, you know, if you get a following, it becomes easier. Like they, they already like you when you come out there, and they're going to go along with it. And it actually becomes something that you can you can stretch out more. But I think it's a dangerous thing once you get a following to only do your shows. Oh yeah, like you should like that's why I I still go down to the comedy store, and and all the guys who I think who stay relevant never stop doing the clubs. Chris Rock, Joe Rogan, Don Myrera. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, look at Rich Voss. Rich Voss is 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 is. is As relevant now as he was, you know, when he started back in like the eighties, because that guy has always done like the comedy, uh, the comedy clubs, never like just was like, okay, uh, this is a Rich Voss show. I'm only doing when when he headlines, or or Donaire is the same thing. And it's just like those are the guys like, like I don't know if those guys realize it, but like the level of like uh, like positivity that I get out of that, you know. Watching a guy like Colin Quinn, who's like won awards for being on Broadway and coming back to New York and seeing him working on stuff at the Comedy Cellar and still putting himself into position of like, you know, this could go off the rails and I could bomb and just still doing that. It's why, you know, it's the like those are the guys that I want to be like rather than seeing guys even at my age. I mean, I'm 47 years old, so I've been around long enough to see a guy my age stop writing and be on stage and be like, you yeah, know, what's up? We Remember Clinton and Monica Lewinsky? I mean, what's going on with that? And just becoming this completely irrelevant. I mean, I've actually experienced, like i remember one time I did a college gig and I talked myself into a corner and I needed a reference to a, uh, just a pop star floozy kind of thing, and I threw out Britney Spears and it just tanked. <laughs> and I had to be like, wait a minute. Britney Spears is now a divorced 32-year-old mom of two. <laughs> like, to me, she was still, like, 23, and I just
1: hadn't, like... All
3: I, your references are in this cryogenic
1: freeze. Did you clock that live and say, hang on a second? Yeah, no, nice.
0: I, I, I should have said that. I wish I did, but what I, I... You know, even, like, music, I've, I've fallen, like, not hopelessly behind. My wife still, you know, she listened to Drake or something contemporary, but to me, like... Uh, you know, Foo Fighters and Queens of the Stone Age are still young whippersnappers to me. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, these guys are like legends now. Yeah. So I got to try to figure out, you know, like, so I try to know like the Bruno Mars and the, the people that are, uh, you know, I, I, at least to have something. even if he, I'm, But I'm still going to do it from, I'm an old fuck and I should know about these people. Right. But I, I can at least, I know who they are. So I don't do that again because that was embarrassing. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, was really embarrassing. Uh, uh, Britney Spears just crickets and I'm like eh, yeah she's probably as old as your parents <laughs> I'm old enough to be her dad alright we've learned that in the first seven minutes <laughs> let me get a drink of water here to get rid of the dry mouth now so yeah but anyways the main reason why I came here is because I got this is the most proud of anything that I've done other than any of my stand up specials anything that I've ever been able to get on TV I think the show is absolutely hilarious and and uh, kids, adults, everybody's gonna be able to watch it and relate. That's and awesome. uh even my parents because I made sure that the parents are an amalgam of everybody. Um so you know, I switched up everything, you know, so it they, they even they
3: can watch it. Great. Well, congratulations. Uh, well, it's good to you see so. you. You are welcome to come back anytime you want.
0: Oh, I would come anytime you'd have me. You could. You know? I. You, you just, can just you come know, hang just out. Don't guilt me into the game show thing. I mean, I'm not going to kill happens, you. It will. No, I saw the hurt on your face. It's Listen. making me feel bad. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'm, as much as I yell, I'm a softy. <laughs> then I'll end up going on there and I get gonged or whatever the hell happens. No, on there's your show. there's no
3: gonging on the show. So I got to spin a, the just wheel. Let me tell you. Let me tell you when I when when we were developing, you could win a new car. Oh, that well, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> if you only won something on the show, you don't win anything. Is it like card sharks? It's like card sharks. All <laughs> of oh, yeah. giant higher. board. And uh, hi- <laughs> is it higher than a two? Yes, of course, <laughs> it's higher than a two. Uh, you know, when I when I created the show, I, I because I had seen other shows in the past do this thing where everyone came on like sniping each other, and I always felt like that was counterproductive mm-hmm. to comedy because I feel like everyone needs to be comfortable. So I wanted the environment to be as supportive as possible, and not just a fucking roast. Then why it's,
0: would you have me on?
3: Because you're funny. Because you're funny, and people always ask, "When are you going to get Bill Burr on?" And I go, "I don't know. He, he doesn't. I don't think he wants to do it." But you, but just know, I, I will never, I would never guilt you. If you want to do it, you can. If you don't want to do it, that doesn't change you know how what? I feel about you.
0: Smash cut to the Christmas party. I run into him, and he's hammered. Let me tell
3: you something. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I know it's not that it's a game show. It's me. <laughs> it's me, right? I know it's me. The bigger issue is that I just gave up 12 years of sobriety just to oh, get I drunk at a Christmas party. You know, Bill, I got drunk so I could have the courage to tell you that you're making a huge goddamn mistake. <laughs> it was worth it. No, your dick's out of your pants. What? Give me another two years. I will bury you in this business. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing shows in the valley. I will find out where you're flying from and
1: put drones in the sky. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well listen, thank
0: you guys for having me. Thank you for helping me promote the show. I hope your listeners watch it. If you remember around that time, if
3: you could give me another 18th, shout out because yeah.
0: we are going up against the ewoks on all of them, so <laughs> give us a fighting chance here.
3: Yeah, Katie, all make right? a note. So around the 18th, we'll we'll mention it again in the, one of the intros. All right. All right cool. Enjoy your thank burrito, you guys. everyone.
1: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs>